Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. You're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic goal to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Daphne Valsin. How are you doing, Daphne? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, another lovely day. So Daphne is a certified coach, speaker, and trainer focusing on career advancement and business growth. Featured in Forbes.com and Voyage Magazine, she has coached over 400 clients across 20 states and four countries. Her clients have enhanced relationships, increased productivity, and had salary increase as high as 105%. Woo, there you go. Okay, Daphne, that's that's a pretty solid record right there. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. So talk to me. So we're going to start things off with a little intro about yourself, okay? Because I like to know who you are, how you got started. So give me like the two-minute version. Who is Daphne, right? How did you get started? Great question. So I am the child of two Haitian immigrants. Okay. I'm a first-generation American raised in Miami, Florida. Um, ever since I was young, I I witnessed disparities, right? I witnessed some people had more, some people had less. I wonder why that was the way it was. I remember driving through certain neighborhoods as a passenger, right, mm-hmm. with my mom, and certain neighborhoods just were in bad condition, and other one others were really, really great. So I had a dream that one day I'd be able to impact that. So now, um, fast forward. I was a public relations major. My master's is in secondary education. Okay. I'm bringing together, tapping into people, um, their potential, and tapping into the potential of ideas now as a coach where I get to impact people so that they can impact their own lives, their families' lives, and their communities. That's like my ultimate kind of goal and mission to do that kind of work. But So it started when I was young trying to make the world a better place mm-hmm. and i just had to figure out how who i was could come together in a way that could impact people and now it seems like you're doing it right now i'm trying <laughs> i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm doing it there you go <laughs> so you know i'm always driven um towards people who are impact minded right um and just the fact that you your main focus is creating impact you know it's a beautiful thing right so thanks for contributing and thanks for doing your part to serve this world so um who do you coach um primarily you know like i I know you coach right now so who why coaching why did you get into coaching in the first place and who do you coach so why coaching is a good question because i could do you could impact the world in so many ways right so so many other things that we're doing in any job um you can do that but um so why coaching there were a number of different people in my life who mm-hmm. told me that they thought I'd be a good life coach. At one point I was a teacher and the first mm. person to say it was a student. She introduced me to her grandfather by saying, hey, um, this is my life coach. Even I was her teacher, really? but I was very much, when I was a teacher, <laughs> I was like, we're gonna change your lives. Like, let's not only learn about this stuff, let's learn about credit, budgeting, what's your motivation? How are you gonna impact the world? Like wow. I was very, 
I was very much like that. So I had never heard of a life coach before until she said that. Mm -hmm. And then after that, there were other people who kind of just dropped um, in my life the idea that I needed to be able to put together the way that I love to impact people in a way that could do it on another level. So mm -hmm. now the people who I, uh, who I coach um, are usually individuals who are very ambitious. Okay. Who, um, probably were the, the students who um, either did well, you know, in school or did well, even if they didn't do as well in school, they did really well in the working world, but they really need some strategy or accountability or help with clarity to be able to take wherever they are to the next level, either as an entrepreneur or within their careers. So I've coached have been anywhere between their mid twenties to their, I think my oldest client has been 67 um, years old, um, all different kinds of levels of like academics and industries. However, the industries that I think I have more than others tend to be consulting, mm -hmm. um, higher education, education, healthcare, technology, and marketing. I think those are some of the industries that tend to um, to come up when it comes to the executive coaching clients. Okay. With, with the business coaching piece, um, the clients that I love to work with the most are those that already have a business, they're already making cer a certain amount of money, so their business idea is proven. Okay, proven concepts. Accountability. They just need that accountability. Yes. Um, to be able to take it to the next level, um, kind of like what the best personal trainers do. Like, you got it. You got what you need, yeah. but you just need somebody to give you that extra, that extra oomph. That extra oomph. <laughs> some specifics as to how to how to do that to get to your next level. So those are the clients that I love um, to work with the most, and kind of a little bit of, about how I came to life coaching. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T. Com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. You know, um, it's awesome how your interaction with your students brought that spark, right? Because prior to that, you wasn't even aware of what a life coach was, even though you were pretty much doing it, right? So sometimes it takes that piece or that individual just to get you started towards that direction. And once you got that spark, ignited a whole flame. And now you're over here creating impact, right? Coaching people into being better uh, business um, individuals and et cetera. So that's amazing right there. Thank so, you. of course, of course. So, um, I mean, there are so many different types of coaches, right? I mean, I've interviewed so many coaches on this podcast um, and, I, and I also interact with a lot of different coaching styles. 
how would you describe your coaching style specifically? So um, I believe, so I had a few clients within like a few weeks okay. tell me this in different ways that I am loving yet honest. Mm, okay. I'm loving yet honest. <laughs> so that's what you're going to get. I don't, I'm not very like aggressive in my style. I don't believe in, for me, the like putting down or button pushing, which is actually a coaching strategy. Mm. I don't utilize that. But I am very honest with what I see and what people are doing or are not doing. And at the same time, I'm extra compassionate um, and nurturing. Interesting fact, last year I had the most amount of males that I've ever had come to me for coaching. Some days mm. it was all males all day. Okay. And something that a number of them told me was that I believed in them so much that they believed in themselves more. Mm. They told me in different ways. And I'm like, I know you're going to come to the next call and you're going to be on point. <laughs> you have all of this stuff done. It's going to be so good. And I'm already proud of you. <laughs> but they were like, you just made me believe that I really can do this. And so they you know, were able to mm. do those things. But I think that's my style. And it's part of like my secret sauce to being effective is genuine love for my client like genuine support mm -hmm. for them, but i'm still honest so i'm still gonna hold you accountable got it got it one, one question um in terms of the type of clientele you have right do you have more male or more female the reason why i ask because okay reason why i ask because you just mentioned the story how a lot of your male clients feel comfortable and motivated because they work with you do you feel that because most men feel like they normally have to do things by themselves and having that extra boost of confidence really helps to really help to inspire them. Because I know normally for most men, especially most business owners, they tend to they have this a personality type, um, this more of a I need to do everything on my own. So by you coming in as a coach, do you feel that you help to break down some layers to help push them towards the next step? Yeah, I think men have extra pressure to always seem like they have it all together. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. So the problem with that is when you don't have it together, some guys have a nice crew of people they can go to and they'll be like, yo, I don't have it together. I need help. Mm -hmm. But a number of men don't have that. Um, so I think, yeah, they were able to tell me what they were trying to do. The other thing they might not have is someone who's going to be compassionate once they tell them they don't have it all together. Yeah. Where I was raised okay. in Miami, it's, um, it is uh, a regular thing for people to, they call it different things in their places, go on each other, rank mm -hmm. on each other, basically belittle each other in yeah. jokes. Jokes. Uh -huh. Right? Just to have fun. <laughs> the problem is, the I think, especially with guys, they're afraid that if I let my guard down with these people, even if I care about them, mm -hmm. they're going to make fun of me. They're going to put me down. They're going to say I don't have my stuff together. Whereas they can come to me and say, I didn't do it. I just so overwhelmed. And I can say, okay, well, how important to you is, uh, how important is it to you that you get it done? And then what was it that got in the way and what can we work on it? Like, I don't, we don't have time for judgment and mm -hmm. like, I don't, I'm not going to spend time putting them down. Let's, okay, we have a problem. Let's go ahead and work on the solution. But okay. I think you hit the nail on the head with, with <laughs> a man. I'm, I believe all men are different. However, generally speaking, I think there's more pressure for you all to seem like you have it all together. This is true. This is very, very true. <laughs> so, so you basically create a, a safe space for these um, individuals to come in and 
let that regard and share with you in their very authentic way how they're feeling, how they're operating with their company. And I think that's that's extremely important right there. Yeah, I so, think I think so too. You said it in such a beautiful way. <laughs> so kudos to you for creating that space because I mean, I, there needs to be more um, places like that and more individuals to create this type of environment for men to, you know, feel free to share. <laughs> so, I agree. I agree. So um, if someone were looking for a coach, right, um, what traits would you consider for them to look for? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so coaches are so different. And mm-hmm. just kind of going back to what you said before, something that I believe that may be different than some people is that we all need a village of folks. Like, if you could get a good friend on deck, a family member that cares about you, you know, like a coworker that is your advocate, your ally, all that kind of stuff. If you don't have those things, hire somebody, right? Hire a few mm. coaches, consultants, mentors. Even if you have those things, I just believe that having a village is so important. So, um, and that allows me to look at, you know, the next coach or consultant and be like, I think you're awesome. I want to refer you. I think, you know, you would be an asset even to my client. Yes. So I want to say that. So I know coaches are different, right? But I think that some things that you want to look for in a coach that that you're thinking you might want to work with is how effective is this person at getting to the result that I'm looking for? How Mm, effective is that person at getting to the result that I'm looking for? Because the person can be kind. They can be aggressive. You know, they could be in your face, whatever it is. But how effective are they at getting to the result? The next thing I think that is important is how in alignment with my values is this mm, person? There you because go. somebody trap. I'm not trying. I want to talk about anybody, but I'll just say in general. Sometimes <laughs> when it comes to business consulting, for example, you may work with someone who's like, "It don't worry about the client. Just make this money. Like it doesn't matter what you tell them. Lie to them. Whatever it is, right? So if you already know the kind of values that you have." You're going to recognize it. Um, I know when we were growing up, when I was growing up, there was a phrase, real, recognize, real, right? Yep. So, uh-huh. so if you, if your red flags are going off when you're talking to someone, it just feels uncomfortable. You feel like something is off. The times in my business when I've ignored that have been when I've, been, when I've made mistakes for who mm. I've been to work with. So just recognize if there's an alignment of values. Um, I think that. And then thirdly, I think, know how you work and if that um if that's how your coach works for example some coaches have very little accountability that that they give you Mm -hmm. and they're like all right do this let me know when you did it and then we can book the next session for me i'm like you have your work to do if you don't have your work then do we need to postpone the session or what because you have to come to the session with your work yeah there you go keep them accountable so i'm very much about like (laughs) Hey, I have them sign a commitment when they start working with me that they need to do a certain percentage of their work or we might have a conversation about whether or not coaching is a good fit. So, but for some, they don't need all of that. They don't need all that, um, all of what I do. You just need someone to give you the information or maybe you need someone to do it with you. Or maybe you don't even need a coach. You need somebody to do it for you. So if you can know, and when I say for you, I mean, instead of hiring a marketing coach, you need someone to do your marketing. Like a marketing team. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to know what it is that you're looking for. 
um, so that you can also figure out if this coach will be able to give that to you. So I think those are a few things that I would say you should look for. So so pretty much assessing yourself before going to look for a coach first. I think that's right? and and you using your um your your values as a compass to vet the coaches according to if they have any type of um I guess um synchronic synchronicity right. Um, and you're absolutely right because I've worked with some great coaches. I've also worked with some coaches where things didn't go according to you know plan because we were kind of bump heads. So um, you're absolutely right. And I also agree with the fact that you need a village, right? Normally, I I I, I use the term support team. You need a support team, um, just like folks hire an accountant to take care of the finance and their taxes, right? Um, they hire a lawyer to take care of the the law things law re related um they might hire like a fitness trainer right you need a support team in every facet of your life a water support team a financial support team a legal support team and etc this way you have a peace of mind because my high my highest priority is my peace of mind if Ooh. i can focus as a business owner i'm not going to be able to produce right so as executives right and entrepreneurs we need to consistently keep this at the forefront. Our peace of mind needs to be up top. And this is why we have to hire those individuals, right? We are investing in ourselves by hiring the various coaches. So um, I'm, I agree with you in terms of the village concept. That's very good. Yeah, I would just, I'm going to drop this because you talked about peace. Um, I feel like physical health, mental health, mm -hmm. spiritual health, like I suggest anyone, whether you're an exec or you're an exec in a big company or an exec in a smaller company, you need those things, right? Mm -hmm. um, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and I think the village is part of getting you that peace when it comes to those different components of who you are. So I love how you talked about peace. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And most people don't, most people don't consider this fact because they're so into the doing, right? They constantly on the go, living that fast life sacrificing the sleep they're constantly going 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 and don't really think about it until they're depleted then they get sick mm. <laughs> you know it's unfortunate but that's that's reality of um what what, what happens on for a normal high performer i should say you know a revelation i had a few weeks ago talk to me <laughs> so um i'm now basically at the gym five days a week four or five days or something right I was at the gym zero days a week mm -hmm. before I went to before I came to Georgia. I was also not sleeping as I should. Mm -hmm. But I've always been someone who's um could could go beast mode for my business. I think it goes back to my me being the child of immigrants and my mm -hmm. dad did not play that when it came to school. So I was mm -hmm. beast mode for school. Putting that work. But my revelation a few weeks ago was I can't build a business and not have my life to live. You not be it. healthy enough mm. to actually enjoy the fruit of my labor. Exactly. And my kids, I have a three and a five-year-old. <laughs> if I'm building a business, I need to put as much energy into the way that I eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Haitian. So we like, you know, but anyway, the food is not as healthy usually. <laughs> anyway, um, so I need to put that as much energy into my eating, my sleeping, and my exercise. Yeah. So, um, I just love what you said just uh, about getting sick, that if you're building a business or building your career, you should really focus on those things in order to enjoy the fruit of your labor. 
Yes, indeed. And that's the exact reason why I created a wellness concierge team for that exact reason. There's so, like I said, there's so many busy executives and high, high achievers. They're going, they're going, they're going. They don't know when to stop until they're forced to stop, you know? And I, I saw this happening on a reoccurring basis, reoccurring basis. And I had to step up and create something to fulfill that. And hence my one support team. But this is not about me today. It's about you. So we're going <laughs> to focus on your, your, you right now. <laughs> so um, what drives you though? Um, first I have to say shout out to you and your wellness concierge team. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So what drives me? That's a very good point that I've been asked a number of times, whether, so my part of my career has been in public relations, public policy, and if I did education, nonprofits, community outreach. So I'm, dri I'm driven by something bigger than myself. I have mm, a strong okay. spiritual foundation, um, Likewise. like God fearing, um, you know, Jesus believing. So for me, I feel like it's important for me to be operating in my mission to tap into the potential of people and their ideas mm -hmm. um, in order for me to be uh, in alignment with I, what I believe God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. And it also drives me to see the fruit of that. So the people who I've helped, what I said about them impacting their lives, their families, their communities, all that good stuff. When I can see someone with where they started out, there was a client last year who couldn't afford to pay a very small fee for some like shorter session that we were about to have she had to do babysitting in order to get the money and wow. went from that mm -hmm. to getting a job within i think it was 45 days of us working together with a twenty thousand dollar salary increase 70 percent travel dream job right um that wow. put her in a very different financial position so to be able to see that very practical transition happen with clients, with whatever it is that they want to do. Um, and sometimes it's emotional too. Like it's not just about the money with the new job. It's that this person now, ha now gets to live a different life where they can be more relaxed and all that good stuff. So I love seeing the fruit. And then I also love operating in my mission. Mm -mm -mm. So, so you're, you're mission driven. So, mm -hmm. so basically you're getting, instead of getting pushed, you're getting pulled. You're getting pulled. Yes. Yeah. Are you a poet? Do you do poetry? <laughs> oh, you used to do poetry. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I used to write a little something, something when I was younger, <laughs> but um, I, I just, I'm, I'm an empath. So, so I'm an empath. So um, when I'm having a conversation, I look to feel, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm feeling. So the things you're saying right now, when I get goosebumps and, and my, my heart rate increases, that means I'm, I'm, I'm with you because I'm able to feel things on, on a higher level. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but that's, that, that's great right there. So it's so, so important that, um, like your, your story, your story, for example, I have to give credit to your client as well, because you mentioned that she took a babysitting job just so she could be able to afford coaching and because she invested in herself, she was able to see the fruit of her labor, right? She took the first step and, uh, and a huge opportunity opened. just like, for instance, when we're driving at night. On the highway, when it's dark, we have the beams that's shining, I think, about 100 feet or so. And we can only see about 100 feet. But we still get into our destination because we we have, we have, we have our faith and we're driving and we, we stay focused on the um, the directions, right? We're not asking ourselves, okay, after 100 feet, what's going to happen next? No, we have the beam that's guiding us. So it's, it's, it's being able to have faith in yourself, 
and believe in the believe the process. Now, if something is happening and the process is not working, now of course you have to change it, but you have to at least take the first step, you know. So this this is why I mean I love working with coaches because I get the chance to um see what they're about, but but I'm stepping up by approaching this coach or that coach just to see who they are. But if I did not take the first step, then there would be no way and no means for me to know what's going to happen if I hire this coach, right? So it's about taking the first step. And, and, and for executives, um, the entrepreneurs out there that's, that are listening to this podcast right now, you have to be willing to invest in yourself. If you want to get to the next level, you can't continue doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. That's the definition of insanity right there, right? So get out of your comfort zone, invest in yourself, and see what happens. <laughs> see what happens, right? So yeah, like don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Um, but now back to you, Daphne. I want you to tell me like a two to three minutes um, success story where you took one of your clients up and over a hurdle towards success, right? Like you, you just share one of your stories with me. I want you to share another one. Sure. This is one of my favorite uh, client success stories. So a woman came to me. She was in her 60s and okay. um, on the discovery session, she almost was in tears because she was bringing in $3,000 into her business, mm -hmm. but $3,000 in expenses were also going out. It was, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, um, name the kind of business and change it a little bit, but it's like an interior design business. Okay. So um, she had at one point been successful, but it accumulated a whole bunch of debt. And I think it impacted mm. her emotionally as well. So she was also thinking about filing bankruptcy. So with that person, I said, let's give it three months of initially working together. And then if you're not feeling like you're uh, getting results within that time, let's go ahead and close out the coaching process. And I almost cried, which we're not supposed to do um, as coaches. We're not supposed to cry. But during our during the discovery session, so within three months of working with me, she was bringing in an average of $20,000 a month up from $3,000 a month. Ooh, that's a big yep. jump. And I know. And then nine months into working with me, she hit the $52,000 mark just that month. She per made $1,000 in one month. <laughs> um, and then that year, I think all what'd you say? That's some people's yearly salary. <laughs> yeah, so that whole year, I think she made 175 um, just as her all of her revenue for the year. And then the next year, I think it was like 279. She just reported it to me. Increasing, increasing, we worked together, increasing. yeah. So we worked together just for that like nine month um period. Um, but in that time, we worked on some mindset things. We worked mm -hmm. on some productivity things. Mm -hmm. We worked on making sure that her marketing was consistent. Um, we worked on some sales strategies that she knew, but she just wasn't implementing like she should regularly. Mm -hmm. um, but she had to, in order for her to be able to move forward, she had to work through, when I said mindset things, like I'm not good at managing my time with something she was thinking. It's just not something that I do. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Two, how do I manage my time effectively as an entrepreneur where I can do the things that I like and enjoy even during the day and still get work done effectively? So mm. things like that. And then why am I thinking about myself sometimes like I'm a failure, I can't do this. And then once we figure, out, yes. yeah, once we figure those beliefs out, and then mm -hmm. we bring some new beliefs and she's like, I'm feeling good. Like I'm feeling like 
so successful. I'm going to close all of these sales this month. So that was one of my best mm. success stories, one of my favorite um, of a client who came to me who wanted to basically grow her business. Okay. Who wasn't in a good place and things worked out really, really well. You know that that's a really good story right there. And I love the fact that you started off with mindset. Because like I said before, oftentimes we limit ourselves because of our belief, right? And this these are beliefs that we these are beliefs we have learned over the years from family, friends, media. And it's so it's so it's so unfortunate because this is what tends to limit a lot of people from getting to the next level. And you as a coach, you were able to help her get past herself. And then it started stacking on, stacking on, stacking on, stacking on, you know? So that's that's awesome right there. Thanks for sharing that story. So are you currently working on any new project at the moment? Any new books, any new courses? Feel free to share. Yeah, so my current focus in my business, um, the part of my business that I'm working on growing is my mm. corporate trainings. Okay. So I have about 26 one-on-one clients right now. I have about one or two speaking engagements that I do um, per okay. month. Some are staff training, some are motivational speaking, um, but I'm trying to grow the staff training. So I'm actually getting certified in DISC, which is an assessment. Okay. Yeah, also yeah. getting certified in the five behaviors, another assessment. And then in um, November, just signed up to get certified in EQI 2.0, um, emotional intelligence. So I'm hoping to be able to do more DISC trainings, five behaviors trainings, um, and EQI 2.0 trainings. Again, it goes back to the mission. Mm. Um, really wanting to impact the world. And if I'm to do that, impacting work culture um, is a big part of that. So that's what I'm up to currently. Okay. Um, with kind of the new part that I'm hoping to grow in my business. Yeah. And kudos to you for investing in yourself further. Just the fact that you're investing in this training and EQ, emotional intelligence. That's amazing <laughs> right there. That's amazing because this it shows that you really care about bettering yourself so you can help your clients more. The more tools you have, the more you can give. It's all about having the right tools. So the yes. next time you meet, next time you meet the next, next time you meet a new client, oh, I got this. I'm gonna in 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 go in your tool belt, pull this tool out, put the other tool out. So, kudos to you for doing that. Thank you so much. I've always been a fan of like trying to make sure I'm an expert as much as I can in the mm -hmm. things that I'm working on with my clients. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Okay. What this this is a question I don't normally ask a lot of people. What would you say is your your strength, right? Um, in terms of your personality, in terms of um, so something that people tell you all the people tell you all the time that you're good in or you're good at. I'll I'll say two two main things. One that I've heard since I was a young person, mm -hmm. energy. Energy, um, okay. Energy. So one of the clients last year, one of the gentlemen, he said that throughout the different challenges that he had experienced and the world had experienced in 2020, mm -hmm. that every time he came on the phone with me, he knew I was going to be a light. Oh, so okay. being a light is something that I feel like I've done consistently. And then the other thing is I'm able to identify the gaps. So the challenges mm. as okay. well as opportunities. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that I've had for a, a while, also probably since I was young, but I think I've honed in on it a lot over the years, but identifying the problems 
and the opportunities. So you pay attention. You're very vigilant. I try. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 a very very important skill, especially um, when it comes to having a company, right? Um, folks that innovate, those are the people who tend to do better. Hence, I mean, COVID. A lot of, a lot of folks had to step it up. Either either step up, innovate, and innovate and grow, or complain, get in the state the the state of stagnation and die. Unfortunately, so it was either either or. And as a person that's vigilant, I'm pretty sure you did that. So, share some of, of, of your innovations. Now, now I'm curious. Share some of your, of, of your innovations. How were you able to innovate during this time? Very good. Let me see. How was I able to innovate? So, um, I developed. <laughs> I'm thinking about thinking about it. So, um, well, the first thing that I did when I realized that we're going to have a pandemic because okay. I I come from a place of like service. Mm -hmm. is contact clients mm -hmm. who have a business structure that is non-traditional um, when it comes to surviving in a virtual world and just brainstorm with them. Ooh, so like, hey, event okay. planner client, do you need some ideas for what you can do in the pandemic? Even though she was no longer my, my client, hey, here's something you could do. Like I was like, virtual birthday party, subscription box. Feel free to steal this if anybody's I'm watching and you need <laughs> like, subscription boxes for events. Um, virtual date nights like these are th and these are things that came out later in the pandemic yeah but i was just giving ideas to yes, proactive yeah another client photographer i was like okay well people still gonna be taking graduation photos mm -hmm. so you might want to increase that side of your business this and that like all that kind of stuff so that's the first thing i did and i think that was just like just to be in service for other things i had to adjust the way that i talked about speaking engagements and my prep calls and I had to learn how do you make a speaking engagement engaging um, so that people are interacting. What am I going to be doing on the screen, in the chat? How am I going to be putting things in throughout um, throughout the speaking engagement that are using the whiteboard, whatever mm -hmm. it is, to help people feel like they're having such a great experience? And I learned it so much that I taught a training to a police department who has a police athletic league program for youth. I was mm. with them to teach them how do you engage people in general and young people um, yeah. on Zoom calls. And then I think lastly, I had to learn how to network within um, networking conversations that were mm. happening online as a group. So if we're at a conference, I'm a fan of like, go to the conference early in person, right? Leave late, talk to people before and after workshops, like maximize the networking you're doing at the conference. Mm -hmm. So I had to be on the I was in the little breakout room. I'm on LinkedIn. Taking notes, taking notes. And was able to score a large contract, large from networking with somebody wow. in the breakout room at the end of 2020 because I was just trying to figure out how do you transition with these kinds of things. So yeah, so I feel like I went straight in first I was like panic. Then but the panic was like, uh, I think like a day or two. Then I went into like, all right, how do we, mm -hmm. what do I need to switch up first for other people? Then now what do I need to do for myself? Mm -mm -mm. Wow. Those are a few things. I that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. You were active. You were active. Wow. Very active. I think a lot of me, yeah, I know a lot of people need you in their corner because with, with everything going up and down and the way you are able to step up and take charge 
You are you are an asset. <laughs> you are like a secret weapon. <laughs> That's awesome right there. So um so Daphne, I would like to say thank you for coming on today. And um last but not least, how may I serve you? Well, first, um, this was one of my favorite podcast interviews that I've ever oh, had. Okay, okay. Yes, shout <laughs> out to you. I think I have one like just uh, just a few. I'm not want to say how much, but I, like a few times throughout the year, like once every other month, I get invited to do something. Right. Okay. So, I not to toot my own horn, but this was one of my favorites. So I just wanted to tell you that you're an amazing interviewer, um, and I really appreciate being on this show today. How can you serve me? That's a good question. Um, I think that I know some trainers. Um, I know some, but I feel like you have a good uh, grasp on mindset as well as wellness, as well as training. Um, and so I think um, just knowing that you exist and being able to um, share that you exist with clients who are either looking or they don't realize that they need it um, and need to know who you are, I think is really good. So I'm just glad to be in your circle. Man, likewise, definitely likewise. But um, how else can I serve? Because it seemed like you're you tell you you telling me how you could serve me, which which is amazing. But um, how can I serve you in terms of connections? In terms oh. of like, like talk to me. Oh. I guess just keep me in mind for any future corporate training. Someone who you think might benefit from anything that I talked about with trainings, then um, to keep me in mind, I think that'd be great. Sounds good. Sounds good. And um, I've got to ask you if someone were to um, get in contact with you, where can they go to find you? They can email me at Daphne at Daphne Balson.com. Okay. Um, that's probably the best way to get me, but, I'm on um, Facebook, Daphne Valsen Coaching, Instagram, Daphne Valsen. You can, or Twitter, Daphne Valsen. So if you have a favorite platform, you can contact me there. But Daphne and Daphne Valsen is the best way to contact me. Got it, got it. Awesome. And thanks once again for coming on to this episode. I love your energy. I love your story. And I love the fact that you you have a mission to impact others, you know, and just continue, continue doing what you're doing. And I appreciate you. And whatever you need, I'm here to serve, okay? And to all our listeners and viewers, thanks for letting us your ears and your eyeballs. And make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. Later. Cheers. Much love.